Welcome to the Film Lock Podcast, where we're trying to achieve it one shot at a time. I'm one half of the Film Lock, Robert Carr, also joined by the other half of the Film Lock, Richard Scott. That's me. And I'm also joined by the official, unofficial third member of the Film Lock, Christian Foreman. That's me. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. It is 2018 now. Has anyone typed in 2017 yet? No, I haven't Haven't been in a position where I've typed the date yet, but maybe next time. What I've seen on the internet, what people do is they put a, a um, like a pin on the 7. So if you click it, you're going to get a pin through your finger and not type 2017. That's an extreme it's, way of not typing <laughs> the date. It, it definitely <laughs> is. Um, right, movie fact, start of the year. This is a good one. Yeah. Uh, start of the year. This one is very relevant. So starting January 1st, 2018... If you watch one film per week of the Marvel franchise, you'll it'll be perfect in time for Infinity War. Uh-huh, get in. So if I'm going to ask you the question, since it is... Wait, I, so if you, sorry, if you start right now, if I started... Every week. Iron Man, right yep. now. If you go start with Iron Man, and then next week you watch... All right, sorry, every week. I thought you meant like continuously, like I finished no, Iron no, Man, no, no, the next one on. No, no. <laughs> like how many Marvel films are there? Well, <laughs> there's uh, six, well, there's 18, and since it is National Trivia Day today, if you didn't know... Um, I'm oh, gonna happy ask, National Trivia Day, day guys. I'm going to ask you, um, since there are 18, can you tell me in order what the franchise is? Iron Man. Yep. I can't do so it. we're not counting like blades and stuff before that. No, no, this is the like cinematic, cinematic universe. universe. Right, it's Iron all, Man. This is all you, Richard. Um, you should know. We're not seeing all. Of you haven't seen nah. all of these, have you? I'll I, give you the second. Iron Man Two. Uh, there's Incredible one Hulk. The Hulk. Oh, yes, the, Hulk, the Hulk's yeah. in there. Then Hulk's Iron Man good. Two. The Incredible Hulk. Well, it's just the Hulk. So it goes Iron Man One, Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, Thor, uh, Captain America, Captain America, which led us up to. Avengers. Uh, Avengers, Avengers which brought us into... Guardians s- of the Galaxy. Not yet. Um, which brought us into <laughs> the second phase. Ah, so okay. That's it's what kind you of like, second phase. It kind of like starts to repeat again. Thor, the Dark World. Not Iron yet. Man 2. Cap- Iron Man 3. Captain America 2. Iron Man 3. The then Incredible Thor, Hulk. Then uh, Captain America. Then... The Incredible Hulk. No, we've only had one Hulk. The other one didn't count. Yeah, forget about the Hulk. Yeah, forget about that. Then what? we had Guardians... Of the uh, galaxy. Which led us up to? <laughs> Phase three. <laughs> Avengers oh, 2. Avengers, Avengers, um, Supertron. Civil, Civil War. Yeah, whatever Supertron. it was. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Zol- Zol- oh, the, Zoltar. The, the guy with the... Zoltron. <laughs> Ult- Ultron. Age of Ultron. <laughs> Zolt- Zoltron's <laughs> from which, big, isn't it? Got which there. then turned us into a small, tiny little... Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah. Which then brought Cap- us... Captain Fantastic. Then, super... Then, then, then Doctor Who. Sh- Sherlock. Super then moved us into another one, which was basically the Avengers, but not... Uh, oh, oh, uh, Captain, oh America, Captain America 3 Captain Civil, Civil War yeah. <laughs> Then it turned us into a wizard Oh yeah, oh. Dr. Sp- Benedict <laughs> Dr. Strange <laughs> Which then went back into space Guardians of the, the Galaxy, Galaxy 2. 2 Then it went swinging Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Then it went into a bit of a team-up Which was a bit funny Thor Ragnarok and the final one, which is 16, uh, was it 6, 12, 18 the on Avengers the list? Infin- oh, the Panther. Black Panther, Panther Black which Panther. is not yet. Hey. So, hey, you did all right, though. Um, that, happy uh, trivia. Happy. <laughs> but yeah, so if you do watch Man, one of is, those. There's loads, isn't there? There's 18, so if you watch one of them every week, it'll be perfect in time for Infinity War, which is pretty good. Um, that yeah. is good. That was fun. That's- I also thought, right, you know, it's because 2018 now. Yeah. So that means that everyone having a birthday 
turning 18 this year. That means that there's not going to be any more children who were born in the 20th century. Yeah. The yeah, only yeah. kids are going to be in the 21st century. So anyone with 19 as their birthday. That's crazy, that, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a weird moment, that, isn't it? And since I was born in the 80s. Um, were you really? 1880s. I mean, it was, it was at the very end, so... Anyway, should we get on with the podcast? Do you want to let us know yeah. what we're doing? Christian. Yeah, so coming up on podcast number 20, um, we have news and views where we'll be discussing other filmmaking YouTube videos that you might not be subscribed to. And then, and you haven't seen that, we'll be figuring out how the French film Amelie achieved the film look by dissecting its filmmaking properties. Later on, we have some questions about which screenwriting software to use. And then throughout the podcast, as always, Rob and Rich will be competing in a filmmaking trivia challenge. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, you can find us on Twitter at The Film Look. And if you're listening via the podcast, to the podcast via iTunes, please go and give us a rating over there. It'll help us reach a wider audience i got a new podcast app the other day what did you get because i didn't like the apple one anymore right um pod the cast one cast box something like that cast box there's many there's loads there's a lot i of picked them. that one but i was sick of apple because they, they, they didn't update i didn't like it but right. anyway i subscribed and there's a few people subscribed to us on there which is quite nice wicked oh you can, you can see because i can't see them on apple but i could see it on this app well, while you do that, I'll see how many are on Podcast Addict. <laughs> All right, I'll get back to this. Um, if you didn't know, we have an accompanying accompanying YouTube channel called The Film Look, where videos are uploaded every Tuesday and Sunday about all things filmmaking. And you can see some behind-the-scenes content um, for about all of all those things I just mentioned on Facebook and Instagram. All the links are in the show notes below. Rob, Got three get- subscribers three. on Podcast Addict. I'll be one of them. My <laughs> old phone will be one of them. And Rob's had it at some point, yeah, so you're so probably I'm, the third I'm one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I totally derailed you there. No, that's fine. I was finished. Um, yeah. Cast, where they all look at mine. Castbox. Yeah, that's what mine's called. Castbox. Let us know what podcast app you use. Um, Rob, why don't you guys start with news and views? News and views. Na, na, na. News and views. Na, na, na. So a couple of weeks ago, I um, I talked about a light called the Digital Sputnik Light, uh, which could change multiple colours, and Adam Rickman who's actually messaged us a couple of times before. He's listened to the podcast, and he says that we, we talked about it, but he says there's a really cheap alternative um, that I've found, which is a really cheap alternative. It's $75, so in UK pounds, it's probably about £75, uh, just the way it works. And this light, it it does a lot of the similar things that the Sputnik one does. Um, so you can change the colour temp between 3,200 and 5,500 Kelvin, but it's also got RGB, RGB lightning. So it does everything that one does, but at a really cheap price. And I think one of the things I said about the digital Sputnik one is you're not going to use it all of the time. It's going to be one of those things that, oh, I've got it in the bag. Let's throw this on as an edge light. And for the price of like eight, £900, it's just like, well, it's... a a very expensive kit to just sit there so you know what this this one which i will have in the show notes below is actually better value like it's 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 very cheap it's not as like you know premium you know well-known digital sputnik do make big heavy lights yeah but um it was just thanks for kind of sending that in because that, that's something i did not know um about the piece of equipment and it is a better option so thanks adam Wait, for yeah. sending that in and if actually if anyone else has any wicked cool camera equipment that they've kind of used or they would like and it's a good price let us know because i'm always looking out for some also if you want any kit reviewing you guys have started yeah, reviewing some kit we have so we've got um a follow focus coming along we've got a palette which is this wicked like button thing knobs and buttons and faders yeah. and stuff um, and, and, and for edit. few few of the little things which is which is pretty good um 
And so that's kind of all of the news really for this week because it is the beginning of year. Things are a little slow. Um, there's a lot of deals on, like January deals, but it's kind of on. The deals are good if you really wanted that thing, so I didn't really want to mention them. But yeah. what I wanted to do in the view section this week is kind of give a bit of love to some YouTube channels that we we subscribe to. Um, you know, they're kind of in the same boat as where we're at. You know, with subscriber base. Yeah, and it was just tr- like share the love of New Year, share the love of uh, channels. So one of the first channels I want to speak about is Nate's Film Tutorials. He's always commenting on our videos, and. We've never met him, but we've had more of a conversation uh, with him than a lot of other people. That's so true. he does, um, as the title kind of suggests, he's called Nate, and he does film tutorials about he certainly does uh, about camera gear. Um, he's done stuff on lenses and audio, and it's kind of just him becoming trying to become a filmmaker and just trying to do the whole YouTube game. Um, He's got just he's got one thousand just over one thousand five hundred subscribers, and it's someone like says we always follow and he it's the how I would probably subscribe him uh, describe him is if you like DSLR video shooter from Killer Pike he's very similar to that he gets gear he reviews them um you know sometimes it's relatively cheap but it's it is just his experiences of of using the gear um so yeah um go follow Nate's film tutorials on YouTube. So, and then the next one is Valley Films and our very own Max Patterson to do his accent. <laughs> our very own. <laughs> our lovely lad. Our lovely lad. Mix Peterson. Mix Peterson. Because I say that because he, he always comments and he listens to this podcast and we, we've tried to do his accent a few times. Um, so yeah, Max, he runs Valley Films and again, he does filmmaking tutorials. But one of the big things I like about his channel, he actually makes films as well. So he's he's out there actually shooting short films and directing them and writing them. And he he, he does a podcast as well. He, um, young what the young filmmaker. Young filmmaker. Um. So yeah, again, it's or young just, film. Yeah, it's again, it's just his journey about trying to become a filmmaker and seeing the behind the scenes of him making films and the process he's going through. And you know, he tries to give advice along the way, very similar to what we're doing. He's on seven hundred sixteen subscribers. He will pass thousand seven hundred seventeen. I've just subscribed. You've just subscribed to them. Oh, there yes. you go, Max. Um, <laughs> you've just got a new subscriber. So yeah, go check out his channel again. It's really informative, and like I says, he's got some he's got some films on there if you want to go and watch them. So the next one is Dora Media, which I thought would have. I think it's pronounced Droy Media. Droy Media, sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this channel, lots of DIY filmmaking tips. Um, one of the ones was kind of the cable ties. Um, he video he made two minute video just about these cheap cable ties. It does a lot of DIY filmmaking and definitely should have a lot more subscribers. So go over and kind of share the love to him. And then the final one is um, Film Courage, which they have 105,000 subscribers, which you think, why am I mentioning this? But they it's all about storytelling. So they interview people who write scripts, tell stories, and it's just about some really good tips of how to how to tell stories and and I think something like this can get kind of overlooked by a lot of young filmmakers um sometimes it's, it's almost like it's not as glossy maybe yeah it you know it's all about young filmmakers it's all about the kit it's all about what you shoot on and it, and that's the kind of like it says the the fancy side the glossy side of it but story is king you need you need you need a solid story 
maybe not our first, but you can definitely learn how to, to do it over time. And these, I don't know how these put videos like all every day, just put something out there. And every time you watch one, you just get one little tip. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it, and the interview people who were in the industry as well, um, well-known writers and people who were doing this. So I, it's probably the one of the best channels you could subscribe to, and you can definitely binge watch a lot of them. And like it says, you might you might only pick up one tip from each video, but you'll definitely learn a lot about screenwriting and filmmaking just from there. So that's Film Courage. All these links to the, all of these channels will be in the show notes below. So go and send some love. I have just subscribed to all of them. So so there you go, everyone. You've just gotten more and more subscriber. <laughs> well, my, I don't know about you, but my YouTube has been barren recently. My subscription box. I don't think I'm just subscribed to the wrong people. So yeah. I'm, I've been, I've been needing more new well, subscribers. Well, I've just given you four. There you so go. there you go. I'll check them out. You are subscribed to the Full Look uh, uh, YouTube channel, aren't you? I think so. You, you might want to check that. So, um, <laughs> no, I am. I am. I'm three times. Yeah. I, I got three accounts. <laughs> we were, we, we were the we first got, ten. We got the first ten up <laughs> yeah. by subscribing on our own. <laughs> no, of course. I was one of your first subscription subscribers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, go check out those channels, and that's the end of news and views. News and views. Nah, nah, nah. News and views. Nah, nah, nah. All right, trivia time. So we're starting a new kind of what? What is it? New round? Season? New season? Yeah, season three. Of Se- trivia. Like seasoning. Yeah. Because burgers. So oh, didn't uh, work. Sorry. So overall, uh, what's the score? It's nil nil. nil, nil. No, uh, I mean like who won the past two seasons? Rich. Hey. You won both. All right, yeah, Robbie, so you need to get your act together. I, I still to- need to redeem. My burger as well. Yeah. yeah. If we're going to choose it's half price, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a new season. So nil-nil. So I'm going to start a game. I'm going to do a game this week that me and my girlfriend played over the Christmas and New Year break, and I thought I'd introduce it to the podcast to see if it will work or not. And it's a game that listeners can take away and play themselves to pass the time. It's quite fun if you're out and about. Um, it doesn't have a name. Okay, we'll um, think of the name. We'll think of a name as we're going along, but it's just, I, I think we just call it the alphabet film game. Okay. So what you have to, what we're going to do is we're going to work our way through the alphabet A to Z, right? okay? And you'll take it in turn to name a film, and that begins with the letter of the alphabet that we're on at that time, okay? Right. So for example, uh, we'll start it. It's we'll, going to be difficult. I know, right? We'll start at A. So Emily, Emily, that's the the film, point. the film of the week. Do I get a point? And then we'll move on to the next person. So how do you get the points? No, well I'm getting there. Oh, I'm sorry. Explaining the rules. Here we go. <laughs> we'll move on to the next person. <laughs> Uh, who will say B, so backstage, be not, I say backstage, and then we'll go and C and so on and so forth. And we'll do two games each round, so the six six games in total. Perfect. So the rules are, you're not allowed to repeat films, you're not allowed to make up films, um, you're, not, <laughs> um, you're not allowed to hesitate, I'm going to give you five seconds, okay. and if you don't oh say a film... I don't like these. If you don't, okay. say, if you don't say a correct film title in the five seconds, the point goes to the person. We're good. Some All right. Um, and a quick... Another rule as well is you can ignore the these in the film. So, for example, the bodyguard would just be you could use that for B. Okay. So the yeah. Lord of the Rings Lord is L. The L. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll be the quiz master. So, to add a bit of attention. I'm going to play the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire atmospheric music <laughs> <laughs> in the background. Okay. Oh, this <laughs> oh, right. I'll just turn that down a bit. All right. Yeah. Get the get the level right. Oh, it's. What about calling it Who Wants to Be a Filmionaire? Yeah. That works. <laughs> There's no mention of the A to Z stuff, but that's fine. Right, so I'm going to get you started, okay? Yep. So uh, I'll go first, don't we, Richard? Rob, Richard, Rob, Richard, Rob. So A... So, so sorry, who goes? You, so then Rich. Me, the, me no then Rich. So I'm going to start with A, Amelie. B, 
brutal. Cause? Drive. Elephant man? Yeah. Uh, I don't know the alphabet. I'm going to have to get the alphabet up. <laughs> Fight club. Yep, Fight Club. G. Um, G. Ghostbusters. Oh, Ghostbusters. Was it H? H. I'll get the alphabet up and I'll shout it out. Um, House of the Living Dead. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> H. I. Um, Indigo. <laughs> Imitation game? Oh, he's got it. He's pulled it back. That's good. What's after I? H. I. J. J. Jack Frost. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, JK. Uh, five, four, three. Knight's Tale. Oh, he's pulled oh, back. JK. L. 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 Um, lemony Snicket's a thing of unfortunate <laughs> yes. events. That count. Uh, M. Oh. <laughs> Man on Fire. Ooh, N. N. Five. Uh, Neverland. Four, three. Is that a film? I think so. Oh, it might not be. Ooh. You'll have to check. <laughs> It might not be. Neverland. It sounds like it might it be would Return be. to Neverland. Uh, Neverland is not a film. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough that because you're like, oh, uh, see, I was like, um, there's, there's got to be something like cartoons. <laughs> but, you know. yeah. I was gonna do two, but I think I'll just do one. Yeah, do one, one thing around. Yeah. Um, but okay. I might. I'm gonna start on L next time. Mm. Okay. Right. Okay. No, not L. Where were we then? N. We'll start on N. N. N next time. That was fun. That was fun. Like that? Yeah. My, I've got heart palpitations, <laughs> so it's, it's too much pressure, yeah. especially yeah. with the music. <laughs> and that was Who Wants to Be a Filmionaire? <laughs> Moving on to You Haven't Seen That. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen and it. And we're going to be talking about Amelie. So, Amelie is a 2001 French romantic comedy film directed by Jean-Pierre Genet. Yeah? Yeah, Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre Genet. Genet? Genet. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably completely wrong, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we apologize for mispronunciations of French names in this. Um, the film is about uh, a whimsical depiction of a contemporary Parisian life. Um, it stars Audrey Tattoo. Uh, who is the title character of Amelie. Um, she plays a shy, imaginative and lonely waitress in Paris. By chance, she comes across a stranger's lost box of childhood treasures and goes through some trouble to return it to its owner, uh, an experience that inspires her to quietly meddle in the lives of everyone around her with varying degrees of success. The film was, co uh, was a co-production between the companies in Germ and France and Germany, taking in over $33 million in a limited theatrical release and is to date the highest grossing French language film released in the United States. Yeah, there's a lot of French people in this, isn't there? A lot of French people. Yeah. It's and it's one of, yeah, the, one of the biggest international successes of a French movie ever. I remember um, my French teacher had this up on yeah, wall. Yeah, I, I, I remember, I think, in French class being told to watch this. Oh, we watched, like, scenes. So. Yeah. Um, the film, were, well, it was nominated for five Academy Awards. Do you know what they are? Um, the Oscar. It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't win any. Yeah, I've got them written down. You've got them written down. Richard, have you got them written down? I'm no. Just gonna... No. Uh, best foreign film. Yes. Yep. Um, best sound editing. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Best film editing. Nope. Nope. Best. You get one more. Two more. Screenplay. Screenplay. Yes. Oh, you're doing well. 
Best director. No, no. Oh, the ones best you, film. The ones you missed, no. The ones you missed are best cinematography and best art direction. Oh, that makes a lot and of sense. They, yep. And they all lost out. So I think art direction was won by Moulin Rouge that year. Best cinematography was for Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, foreign film was to... That must Nor- have been the last time a Hollywood blockbuster ever got nominated <laughs> for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, best foreign film that year was No Man's Land. Best original screenplay was Gosford Park. And best sound was Black Hawk Down. Um, but pretty good going for nominated for five Academy yeah, Awards. Certainly. Uh, Richard, you haven't seen this before until this week, have you? No. The only thing I knew about this film was the poster. And it was a girl with a stupid smile on her face <laughs> and a spoon in her hand. And I had no idea what this film was going to be about. I didn't think it was out in 2001. Because I saw this, obviously, on a poster and a wall at school, I always assumed this was like a really old classic film. Yeah. I didn't think it would be It's technically it, a it, modern film, it isn't it? It does have that classic feel to it. Yeah. I feel. It feels timeless. It does. In terms of film. Did you like it? I did. You did? Yeah. Good. <laughs> did you think I wasn't? <laughs> I you thought, thought like I wasn't going to like it. Well, I feel like one of this, this film, film, I think you, you like it. And if you, if you don't like it, you really, really don't like right. it. Right. Yeah. And so I, you fall in either camp. And I just thought, if you, you got to like, like the character, yeah. don't you? Well, you, you got to like the character and just that, that kind of quirky feel it's got about it. Yeah. And if you don't like that style. Gotta get used you, to the language. You, gonna, and I don't mean the French language. Yeah. No, you mean, if you don't like, language. if you don't like that cinematic language, you're going to hear this film. Yeah. I imagine, have you seen this film before? Years ago. Right, yeah. I would say it. If I had a guess, I'd say you really like this film. Um, no, I like it. I wouldn't say it's uh, it's not up there. It's not a perfect film, but I I, I do think it's quite charming. It's quite a charming mm-hmm. film. Yeah, definitely. But it's good. Yeah, it's not it's not a flawless film by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Rob? Is this the first time seeing it? First time seeing it. Um, I've had it on the DVD pile for ages. Um, and it was a good film to kind of watch at New Year time because yeah. it's all about her kind of realizing that she needs to not just stay in her comfortable world and get out there and try and help people because that's what she loves doing. It's got quite wholesome themes, yeah. isn't it? Like quite, um, you know, the world's a nice place. Yeah. Um, and one, it, obviously this is a um, subtitled, it's a foreign film, so it's subtitled in English. And I, th- that always puts us off, but every time I watch a foreign film which is subtitled, I always am so immersed in it. Because you have to, you have to be, you know, you especially with this film, the subtitles are so quick. Sometimes yeah. it's very, very snappy, and um, which I liked about it, and it just makes us want to watch more foreign films. Because like, I think any foreign film is going to be good, though, not because literally any foreign film is, but any film that isn't in English that manages to come over to anywhere in the industry, it's kind of like people are like, oh, I love the music for the eighties. I bet in the eighties there was a lot of crap music, and you're only listening to the good stuff because that's what stayed. And this might be the same thing here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Because I've I've never not enjoyed a foreign film. Yeah, that's very true. Because um, normally they come with high recommendations of watch this. Well, film. that's yeah. exactly it. it yeah. It's it's on DVD on the shelf, so it has to be, you know. But no, I I really I really liked it. Um, I loved the the direction of it. I love you know the the design. Um, and I I like the the snappy pace of it yeah. as well. Uh, it's it was it was good. No, I I agree. There were moments that I do quite find find quite insufferable about it but overall it's it's quite a unique gem of a film that it is, is I, would, I would highly recommend watching. i definitely yeah i'll definitely so, watch it again so um let's dive into the and now first... i understand where the spoon comes from <laughs> good <laughs> yeah if anything's coming from it so the first thing we'll talk about is the character development so we'll talk about amelie as a character did you like her i did did yeah, you like her you know that's a bit quirky qu- qu- quirky kind of elfish <laughs> elfish attitude 
Yeah, and she just wants to be nice in the world, and you've kind of got the other protagonists, the other people, like, characters in who are not so nice, and just who she wants to help, and the whole mystery behind what she's actually doing. And uh, She's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> I think you when know? you were saying, like, people either really like her or really don't, yeah. you either find her really adorable, or you just find her really annoying and stop ruining well, people's lives. She's that, yeah. she's that kind of manic pixie girl that's become so popular now. Yeah. I imagine it wasn't so popular mm-hmm. in 2001. She's like the modern day Zoe Deschanel, isn't she? Bangy McBang Bang. Bangy McSkirty. Bangy do you wanna? I'm gonna. I'm gonna put the fact in early here because it's kind of on topic. There was uh, 12 babies in England named Amelie in 2000. In 2001, there was 250 oh, babies wow. after this film, and oh, in nice. 2007, there's over one and a half thousand because of this so oh, nice but i do i do like her she's quite i wouldn't say she's a realistic character she's quite unrealistically quirky but the world's like that though yeah it kind of fits in with this fantasy world that yeah. we're living in um it's kind of on the edges of of real life isn't it mm-hmm. yeah it's, it feels um, like if you dug under the ground there would be a yeah. bunch of gears and there'll be someone pulling yeah. a crank going like this I mean, is my imaginary world <laughs> I, I think it's it's her as well she sees this she's got like different glasses on everyone else like she yeah, sees the world I within this hazy, hazy kind of yeah so it's because it's the story told through her eyes really isn't it yeah and it's kind of the the film uh or the visual style of it is just a, a visual metaphor of her mind yeah I because i think if you if it was set um say if in american stuff or like it says some people would hear this character and you know when she's um she's got that guy's book and then uh, she keeps playing tricks on him and putting like arrows on the floor like he accepts it, um, but if you think in real life, he would just be really pissed off. Like, yeah, it, she, like yeah. that. That's what people think of the character. So maybe it's stop li- meddling, woman. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all in just her head, and she give just me a bloody book back. Yeah, <laughs> and her dad and like Tiffany's norm, and it's just like she's actually quite a horrible person. Um, she's doing me. It's just a prank, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally a prank. So um, yeah, I think with looking into it, it's like is this just all in her head? Like, is this world yeah, you actually could, nice? You could read it, that? Yeah. yeah, it does have potential. Like, this is just big dream world. Yeah, but you can see that in the in the kind of the location where they're at. It's not they're in Paris, but it's not a real life Paris. It's yeah. like a fantasy version mm-hmm. of Paris um, that kind of exists. It's kind of like what tourists and people that have never been to France think that Paris looks like. Yep. Um, it's kind of that, that there's always a person playing an accordion nostalgic tint where you walk past meat hanging in windows baguettes and quirky apartments and baguettes and you know yeah. all of this stuff it's kind of the same way that Richard Curtis paints London yeah people think London mm. is the way that it looked in love actually and yeah. I imagine this is the same that everyone thinks that when really <laughs> it looks exactly like Austin Powers yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people just but, get stabbed all the time exactly oh. and just uh what am I trying to say there's rubbish everywhere yeah the streets stinks. are just horrible there's mice uh, everywhere yeah <laughs> but so, yeah we're just it's not that bad it's, <laughs> I quite like it but no it's the same as any major yeah, city cause, I mean yeah because you go as like a tourist <laughs> uh, that's true yeah. I don't like London yeah but it's yeah it's it's shot through rose tinted glasses mm. well that, it's a nice way of doing that's, it that's what he wanted he wanted obviously it had to be in in Paris, but he didn't want it to be like, oh, there's the Eiffel Tower, there's this, there's that, um, and the all of the uh, apartment stuff was fil- actually filmed on set in um, in Berlin, in oh, Germany. Really? So yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. 
So all of that was a set. Yep, all of that was a set. They were thinking about making it all a set. Everything you would see, it would be a set. Um, but obviously, it's a good set. And, it's very good. Yeah. Um, but budget and stuff for the street stuff, it's it's just not practical. So, and I think they did an amazing job. So, um, quickly about Emily. Um, one issue I did have with her is that she is quite. She's a likable person. She's obviously very intelligent. She's very pretty. She's very. Um, I didn't know it. Rob's type. <laughs> sure. She's very cute. <laughs> no, she's yeah, she's she's quite she's adorable. She's adorable, like I said. Yeah, she she is. Is. As soon as I started watching this film, like, I was like, I know he's gonna see it. And you know what he's right, so But I didn't I didn't <laughs> Carry on, Christian. But I didn't buy the whole oh poor me, I'm so lonely, I have no friends, I can't get a boyfriend because I'm like, yeah. you would. Like no, look, but it, you walk it around wasn't the streets. She was like really that. lonely because there, there was parts in it when she said, "Oh, I've tried boyfriends and it never really works That's out." True. But yeah. she was never like, "Oh, I'm going to cut wrists because I'm so sad because <laughs> a man won't love me the way I want a man to." There was none of that. She wasn't like a damsel in distress. Yeah. No, she but was she was like social. She was she socially was. awkward as a person. She yeah. was, and yeah. she didn't. She didn't seem to have any friends. Yeah, I mean, potentially she could be like autistic, couldn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, like you know what, what do they call it? Uh, <laughs> what do they call it when someone has autism but they're like on the spectrum on the spectrum no but it's like I don't know what high something high something autistic yeah there's the, <laughs> for her there's a way to describe it like I says it, it, it's like when the guy she's playing all these tricks on the guy it, it, it literally he could be telling her what you're doing just high functioning the, autistic high functioning yeah, there we go he could be in real life, we'd be like, no, just give us the book. I'm sick of messing around. What you've ringing us for? Why are you giving us all these yeah. notes? But in her head, <laughs> she just like, that'd be she quite, sees what she just, yeah. That'd be quite a fun thing to do is to make this film from the guy's perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, <laughs> she's yeah. got me bloody book. I've got to work in a sex shop. Now this woman stole yeah. me book. And, and our dad's just like, I know it's my daughter who stole me norm, but I cannot see anything. <laughs> Yeah. Just humour her, just humour her, just please. Just Call it yeah. pleasing Amelie. Yeah. <laughs> you really could do that, I think. All right. Um, let's move on to direction then. Um, yeah, I think the vision that they kind of wanted to tell, it's 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 100% there. Like, it feels I, like its own little universe, doesn't it? Yeah, it tells the picture and the story. Um, it builds a world. Um, like it says, it can. It's probably a fantasy world if you really want to think about it like that. that's her fantasy world. I would like to believe it is. Yeah, um, and I, I, I think the execution's perfect. Yeah, um, it's not really about the direction, but what I liked is another thing that they did a little more at the beginning, but then it kind of faded off throughout the film. Is the likes and dislikes of all the characters? Like, yes. oh, this is so and so. He likes this and this, and dislikes this and this. Yeah. And like, just a little quirk into their lives, and you got like a little original story of, or just no matter how small this character was, and mm-hmm. um, you just kind of got a little insight into their life. And I think it just kind of it it made that it well, made yeah. that world, yeah. didn't it? It just made that feel a bit more real and. Um, you know how everyone matters, and it was kind of like kinda it, cool. it, it was it, set up, but like it was a game of guess who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and apparently, yeah, Jenny. G- 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 how do you say his name? Jenny. G- Jenny. I'm trying to say the which, director's name. Which the one? director said that uh, director had a little book. Jean Pierre. Jean Pierre. Yeah, what's his second name? I don't know. Jean Pierre Jenny. That sounds. <laughs> that sounds French. Go with that. <laughs> I'll ask Google, you continue. <laughs> uh, he, he used to carry a little pocketbook, uh, like a little notebook that you do, Rob, everywhere he went. Um, and at all times when he thought of like some sort of little quirk that he liked, like he would write it down uh, and it was kind of his inspiration for Emily. Oh, nice. So like, for oh, example, nice. where she put her hand in the little bag of grain and things like that. Yeah. 
Um, it was just a nice little element, like I said, just made the made the story a bit bigger. Yeah, cool. All right, I've got pronouncednames.com. Je ne. Je That was close. There you go. Just pretty much right Good. there. Uh, cinematography. That's um, around. I think what, it's. Well, think it's got a certain look. This film, doesn't it? It stands on its own. It's yeah. You can you can tell it's very well thought out and very meticulously. Every frame is very meticulously mm. thought out, isn't yeah. it? Um, like it says, I think the all of the flats and the sets they they work really well. They seem like the the lived it's in there. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's there. Um, even on the streets and everything, and it the coffee shop as well. That's actually become a tourist destination. That's right. It's actually a proper coffee shop. So it's um even then um and it, it's it's it looks like it's Paris. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, and it's, a, it's a cinematic looking film as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a few Spielberg faces in there. Mm-hmm. Like a stall crawl on someone's face before they would go to see what it is. It's beautiful to look at as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me of a, a Wes Anderson film. Yeah, that it kind did, of, yeah. Um, yeah, with meticulous colour design. It's, you, everything was very deliberate on yeah. the screen. Yeah. It was kind of funny and childlike. Lots of um, the colour palette was very deliberate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that kind of... Uh, I don't know what it's called in filmmaking. You probably did where everything's kind of in the center of the screen. Like all of, the, all of the framing, focus, yeah. all of the focus is yeah. in. Yeah, but it's more than framing, right? I don't know. It would be part of the framing. Yeah, it'd be framing. Um, everything's centered. All of the faces. Because normally on the left, left, right side of the screen. Yeah. yeah. Um, And it kind of breaks a lot of traditional camera techniques, while I feel. Yeah, it does. Um, It's definitely got the feel of uh, just something a little bit different. It's in its own type of world category type you could thing replicate and this show, show what you've replicated and someone will be like oh it's like Amelie yeah exactly yeah. Um, a, a, lo- a lot of people it. do break this down to kind of with the cinematography and stuff because it is just that little bit different so. lots of wide angle lenses so you get so you see everything I mean, you the, see the world the depth yeah. the depth as well there's not as a shallow depth of field as you would see in a lot of other films I feel very, um, very symmetrical yep yeah. it's good um, what are the colours in this it was kind of like a red it green was a, it was a warm kind of yeah. a warm palette wasn't it one of the colours that you never see even when she's uh, the bl- skipping the s- blue yeah skipping the, s- oh, yeah, skipping the, the stones the blue was just the the, um, the a, bag and the arrows and yeah, stuff wasn't that's, it that's all that was you which really which really helps it like pop especially the arrows and stuff so um, it's taking that one colour out but using it for a specific reason to help tell your story class I think really. I read somewhere that the, the colours the guy picked oh yeah the main colours for the realm green, yellow and red are inspired by the paintings of Brazilian artist Juarez Macardo mm-hmm. I've got a fan theory about the um, about that little one which I'll mention oh, little right. sizzle I was going to say they, they added a lot of the colours as well in post oh did they? yeah so half of this is probably missed on me because red yeah. and green and yellow are pretty much the same colour <laughs> yeah I mean the, the reds <laughs> Reds work really well in this film. At certain points, that's something that really pops out yeah. um, from the other palette, and it's it's just something that you should think of, especially when you're making this type of film of choose an aesthetic like that. When I do think when I think of Emily, I do think of red and red and green. Yes, very um, much. It just that's all I think. That's all the colours I see. Mm-hmm. That might be to do with the poster as well, because that's just like red and green. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Her clothes. Um, yeah, um, editing then. But I thought editing, the editing was really good in this. I thought the editing was very good. In terms of the pacing, it was a two-hour-long film. I probably could have been shorter for the type of film it was. Could have cut out a bit of the fat. Um, see, I um, don't agree. I think it was... Uh, when I looked at two hours, it was like two hours of, of reading some tiles. And it was like I said, some of them were quite quick. But I liked the I liked the pace. I liked like how it kind of flowed. And I didn't so. think... It didn't feel long, but I just think for the type of film it was, if you probably made it today, it would be shorter as yeah. a film. 
Like it's um, weird, but this could be a short film, couldn't it? Yeah, they could turn it into a short film. Yeah. It could be ninety minutes easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there was a few editing techniques in it that I really liked about it. Uh, there was a couple of certain cuts, and uh, blended in with certain camera movements that give it a real style to it. Yeah, it was a well edited film. And once I started thinking, I was about maybe about half an hour, and I was like, all right, that's, I'm going to concentrate on seeing what the editing's like at this mm, point. And yeah, you can see it's all deliberate. And especially the bit with the, um, are you saying about the likes and dislikes and going through that and getting that story bit out of the way? It's a camera pans. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's it's a visually standout editing. It's not like a under the engine sort of thing. Like they want you to see what the edit is like. It's part of the film. It's part, part of the, the world. Film. It's yeah. part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is like what Wes Anderson does as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's. it's you want to see makes that when it you're a watching a bit Wes more Anderson fairy tale, film. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, sound, sound design. design. Oh, the sound design was really good in this. Yeah, well, it got nominated for the Oscar, didn't it? Like, honestly, it's it's like one of the best sounding films I've ever heard, yeah. especially for this sort of caliber of film. There's a lot that they put into it, and, and it's kind of like camera movement plus sound design plus the editing, and like they, they chose them three, and then whenever they put them all together, it just sounded so cool. Mm, like, you did. would expect these sound effects from like an action film, but they put it in here, and this adds to the whole fairy tale esque to it. Uh, when you say it's like Amelie esque, it's definitely part of the sound design that's mm. going to do that. Like, mm. just sounds great. Cool soundtrack. I like uh, the soundtrack. So it was composed by Jan Tizen, I believe it's pronounced. Might be wrong. Um, I've listened to this soundtrack a lot over the past year because I've been learning how to play it on the piano. All right, cool. I get cool. it. <laughs> so I was very familiar with it when I was watching it. Uh, especially the first one the opening track like I can play that now but it took me a while yeah. go on then <laughs> well, I don't have the, my piano handy uh, right um, excuses in <laughs> next week's podcast uh, Christian but, uh, will play it alive but it's beautiful I think it's it's great yeah. it certainly fits, fits the tone it sounds French that, yeah what you were saying about like you know uh, I got all French sounds baguettes, baguettes and garlic yeah. and, like, it's very French isn't it yeah. yeah definitely appropriate for the vision yeah it fits that <laughs> fantasy it's probably not what French music sounds like but again to our ignorant it's, ears it's it like sounds French. shallow French <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's sounds like the film really feels like it's inside a little snowball mm-hmm. doesn't it and he does what all good composition should do where it kind of like um, it sounds like Amelie as well. It sounds like her whimsical brain put yeah. to put to music. Yeah, which is it's nice. I would r- listen to it on Spotify. Um, the soundtrack album <laughs> hit number one in the French charts. There's a little oh, fact really? to it. Yeah, cool. and in two thousand one, probably. I've, def- I've definitely <laughs> heard this soundtrack before watching the film. Yeah. yeah. So when I watched it, I, was, uh, I could recognize it already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's probably just one of those super iconic soundtracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it is, isn't it? You literally just confirmed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, how would you do it differently if you were oh, going to... I've actually... Sorry, I've skipped visual effects and I want to talk about them. Uh, that was the only thing I didn't like about this film. I know. Why not? 2001 visual effects don't really look good. No, but this was a turning point in film history, though, like, uh, in terms of visual effects. The, the, the I don't think they were necessary. No. What was it? The candles or something? I quite what, liked what, what, them. Was it? It, it was the it's... bit where it, like, x-rayed through to so, show that she had a, a, a key in her pocket. Yeah. Oh, and like, it kind of... Yeah. That was kind of like, like Disney, the, like the Disney-esque. Whole red yeah. sort of painting thing yeah. around it. And I just thought, why we, we don't need to put that in. I like some of them. For example, like where it showed her thoughts being metaphoric, like her metaphorical thoughts becoming real on this. So like when she sees the guy coming to the 
the cafe mm -hmm. you the, it's like an x-ray into her heart and you see it like speeding up yeah and then when she kind of doesn't speak to him she just melts into a puddle of water and oh I think yeah that, she does you, you know i think that was pretty water, yeah i thought that was a nice nice technique kind, I mean, of, was kind of give a bit of edge to the film yeah, yeah. i think sometimes they're a little bit subtle as well so it helps tell the story it's not, yeah it wasn't too in your face but like you said 2001 effects don't hold up as much no anymore so I just thought it adds to the world. Like some, they were a bit cartoonish, but it's a bit mm. of a cartoonish film. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't bothered that they were cartoonish. Some of them just sort of um, they were a bit on the nose. It mm. was trying to like give you the information, but we've already know right. about it. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What were you? Uh, would you do it differently? Yeah. Um, yes, I would. Um, I would do it differently from the perspective of every other character <laughs> and show that Amelie is a bit of a knob <laughs> and everyone just kind of puts up with pleasing Amelie yeah pleasing Amelie um, you know just because I think it would be funny to see like, that would be a good that would be a good project yeah. to do you know just, a lot of people would watch that yeah, just gives me damn book back <laughs> I did the part of the story though I did really she like she gets arrested for breaking yeah. an entry <laughs> well yeah she should I did actually really like the story the you know of the, you know, obviously he collects the photographs, and it's about this random guy, and I didn't see it coming, and he's just the repairman. Yeah, I didn't see that coming, and I I absolutely love that because really it's so that. simple. It, it in a way, even though it was so simple and realistic, it made it more magical. Yeah, it did. I don't know why. But afterwards, I was just like, oh, that's that's pretty good. That's that's gonna that's brought the whole story together. Yeah, it has. Um, so f that that simple story and you can't unfortunately you can't do that again someone's already told it and it's class so uh, differently would you do it differently Rich? Uh, no not really no I think I would leave it as it is I think it's good enough there isn't anything that sort of pointed I'm gonna, pointed out I'm going to ask you the question if you set it in a different city so if you did set this in London how would it turn out? Do you reckon it would just be... I think it'd be a completely different film, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would just be... The fact be... that it's in Paris is a part of... Because it's the magic. Yeah, it'd be more the like the Italian job, wouldn't it? Yeah. We do there, lad! He would jump in a taxi or something. Yeah. He would be a taxi driver. Uh, uh, and he would probably work in Anne Summers or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think she she would be like... A, she would be a goth. <laughs> and uh, She'd work I'm, in a record store. I'm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was. She would work in HMV and hate it because it's too mainstream. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> very true. Uh, one thing I would change is that I think Emily at times was like a, she laid it on a bit too thick in terms of her cute cuteness. Yeah, you know there was kind She's of cute look, though, there was looks there was looks to camera like <laughs> there was. I, I think I would make her visibly more intelligent. Yeah, not like put a pair of glasses on her, but. She doesn't see, really seem all that smart, and she's got a lot of time on her hands. <laughs> and I'm thinking. Mm, your dad's paying for you to work part time, that, that aren't rent. you? Are you paying that uh, rent, yeah. Your dad's got a lovely house with a front garden, and yeah. uh, he's paying for your bloody flat, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you lazy bugger! See, like helping Emily, what we call it? Please, an Emily. Please, an Emily. <laughs> definitely, I definitely think you could do that. But she's obviously a very intelligent person. It would just be nice to see more of that. Yeah. We would just it, the the guy would ring the police and be like, "Aye, someone's someone's nicking stuff off his and she's <laughs> trailing around." All right, sir, we'll we'll get her. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the music will cut in with the accordion and be like, "La la 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 la," and then it'll be like, "Get her, get her!" There'll be like three bobbies running down, yeah. smashing her into a bollard, and then yeah. be like, "Get on the floor, get on the floor." <laughs> oh. It does with Michael Bay, mate. Yeah, yeah. She'll turn into a puddle of water then to get away, and then they'd mop her up. <laughs> All right. Uh, has it aged? I don't think it has. No, not in terms I of think it's quite it a timeless being film. from two thousand one. No, 
like you, you could say that this came out, you know, thirty years ago. I can see. I believe you. I could see people watching this in fifty years' time and getting the same from it that we did when we watched it then. Yeah, there's definitely. not there's not much that they did wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Rob. Fun facts. Um, I've kind of said all my fun facts, but like the coffee shop being the tourist attraction. But there's a fan theory that I want to throw at you. Um. Obviously, a lot of this, it's very green, isn't it? The whole very, world. It's very green. And the only other film that really does this is Merrick. The Matrix. So, is this So, did, the was this was this green in the sense of it had a green tint? Tint, exactly like The Matrix when they're in oh, right. the actual Matrix. And um, another thing I read... Because <laughs> Wes Anderson <laughs> films don't do that, do they? They just... They have a... They the have set a, design they have a dis- colours. They have a distinct colour palette, but they don't... The skins are still skin colour, on there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so was her skin colour, everyone's skin colour, green? It was very, very soft. Yeah. It was um, very soft, but, the you know, within with, the shadows and... Th- it, it, yeah. it had a very green tint like the Matrix. And the thing I want to throw to you is, you know the Matrix and the woman in the red dress? Oh, yeah. She is the woman in the red dress within <laughs> the Matrix. Um, this is not a fan theory. <laughs> this, this is... I'm literally making this up as I go along because no one's... I've Googled it and there isn't any fan, fan theories and I think this is one. I think this is in the Matrix because it's a little bit weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. And... I th- Actually, at one point, I did see Neo in the background. Yeah, that's what... Well, no, what I'm thinking is the guy with the book... It's Doing his little bullet avoiding thing. Because... And there's, there's then... The, <laughs> she's always like ringing people on telephones and stuff. Yeah. You know, and that's very Matrix-like. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there just yeah. to see what you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Go I'll, for get, it, I'll get yeah. to. Yeah. I'll, you, I'll, you I'll spread, this spread that around. Well, there's no other fan theories about it, so which is very <laughs> weird. So, um, I think Amelie is in the Matrix. There you go. Um. Okay. So I think great. Uh, that's the last <laughs> one. Uh, round up sentences. Did you like it? Yeah. Would you recommend I, it? Uh, like it. I would recommend it, and I'll probably watch it again. Yep. I would say fun, entertaining, charming. Uh, I would watch it again. I would like to watch it. I would like it if it was in English so I could pay more attention to what's on the screen. Yep. Because um, like you say, it's very fast and you need lots of reading. Mm-hmm. And I would like to watch it again would, just to focus on the visual side of things. Yes. I think I'll watch this again and with the sound off and just the soundtrack probably <laughs> and just, yeah. just watch it visually because I probably missed a lot. You know what you could do? You could uh, you could watch this on mute and put the Matrix soundtrack on. <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> I'm telling you. I think I'm on something. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's it's certainly not a masterpiece, but it's very something very special and unique, um, and kind of very it's, oozes, it's painted with a unique brush, isn't oozes it? creativity yeah. as well. I like creative films. It's got a good underlying tone in it as well of the story, and you know about her trying to achieve things and yeah, get out like, of a bubble. And, nice themes. It's yes. got a nice focused vision as it well, does, isn't yeah. it? It's, got it's the, just one of those happy films. Like you know, there's drama in there, but you leave and you're like, oh, that was that was nice. That was good. So yeah. that you know, it's not all about people dying and the world exploding. What I was really happy, there wasn't a a beam shot into the sky. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really getting sick of that. That's why they didn't didn't use blue in the film, that's why. Ah, right. So what other colours did they not use? I think it was just the blue. Just the blue. Especially the the lighter blue. That came out quite a bit. Like his his bag. I was like, oh, what have they done there? The red. The redness. No, the blue of his uh, carrier bag. Ah, right, yeah. And it was just like those little bits that were were coloured. And there were probably the uh, the vibrance was probably upped on them to make them really stand out. Like red really stands out in this film. So right. his two bags on his bike are red, and you can see them like they stand out from the rest of it as uh, well. So see, I wouldn't have noticed that because red and green are the same color. Oh right, so that kind of sucks. <laughs> it definitely does. 
I'll watch it in black and white and try and appreciate it alternatively. Yeah. Kind of like Amelie would do. Yeah. Please and Amelie. <laughs> Please Coming and <laughs> Amelie. <laughs> so what are watching next week? So next week we had a suggestion a couple of months ago, wasn't it, Rich? Um, yeah, it was It was quite a while ago, but we're going to start making our way through the, the user suggestions. Yeah, so it was suggested by Jason on Twitter and his username is J4Writes, J-F-O-W-R-I-T-E-S um, on Twitter. So hi, Jason, if you're still listening. And he suggested Noah Bombuck's The Squid and the Whale. Don't and know this, anything about this that. This was one of your... And it was one of my favourite films. From yeah. last week, wasn't it? Yeah, so in, I think it came out in 2005. It's an independent film um, set in New York and a lot of nice dialogue, nice writing in this. Cool. Yeah. I know nothing about this. I've never heard of it. Is it like... Mentioned sh- it. It's not like Sean Gino. It's not like Sean Gino. <laughs> it's no. not like Sean No, it's like a, it's a dark comedy, but a very set in a very much a realist, real world. All cool. right, yeah. cool. Looking forward Speaking of Jason, he also has a question. He says, loving the podcast, oh, lads. We, we haven't done trivia yet. Can we, we'll, do, <laughs> we'll get back to that. <laughs> Jason, we will ask you a question. Oh, he is still listening, if you just wrote that yeah, question. Yeah, uh, January. Right, we'll do a trivia now, and okay. then Jason will come back to your question Sorry after that. Sorry for jumping in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is the music still playing? <laughs> the music's still playing. Well, I got up the soundtrack, which is an hour long. <laughs> Oh, it's a nice way to it's end nice, it. It's nice, yeah. I might actually listen to that later. <laughs> <laughs> 2018, the year of no cuts. <laughs> right, so we're moving on to who wants to be a film filmier. Yeah? Yeah. Tell yeah. us when you're ready for the music and I'll turn it up. Okay, we'll start it now. So, last time on last round of who wants to be a filmier. Christian Tarrant. <laughs> We got to um, N on the alphabet, and Richard lost the point to Rob. So we're going to start now, going back to Rob, um, and you have to name a film begin with N. Go. Actually, we'll start. I'm going to I'm going to decrease the time. So you had five seconds last time. I'm going to give you three seconds this time. Ooh, Ooh. the steaks. <laughs> Can you smell those steaks? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll shout out the letters so you don't have to do the alphabet okay. in your head every time. Right, so uh, Rob N. National Treasure. O. Uh, Octopussy. Yep. P. Pirates of the Caribbean. Q. Oh, that's a hard <laughs> one. Uh, <gasps> James Bond film. I've got one. There. I've got one. <laughs> Two. One. Cool, cool, something. Can I, <laughs> can I say uh, it? Dear. Yep. Thank you. Quantum of Solace. Oh. You got Octopussy. You could have gone Octopussy, Octopussy, Octopussy was it. He was a hard one. Is, Octopussy is a, a good of, one. A lot of points for Scrabble for... <laughs> <laughs> No, that was that was a that was a hard Octopussy one. Octopussy was a that was like what do I say? Octopussy? Well I was in thinking I might have got banned for that, just in case you were like, no, it's 007 Octopussy or something. Yep. Um so Rob's looks like he's won this week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. But we will do that another mean we'll do another one. Stuff. We'll try and get we'll try to get a Z between us, I suppose. Yeah, we'll do yeah, we'll do one more later we'll on. We'll do one more after yeah. um after Jason's question. Uh so Jason um asks Loving the podcast, lads. Was wondering what screenwriting software you prefer. I found the UI of Fade-In. Is that a software? Works, never, works best know. for me, but um, I'm always on the lookout for something else. So you've just did a video about screenwriting. Do you want to? Yeah, but didn't talk about a specific software. Software. And that was deliberate. That was just because it doesn't really matter. They all do pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Some things are have a nicer sort of 
graphic interface. Some have buttons in a nicer place. Sometimes, like, it'll give you, like, little prompts to say, like, oh, you, you, you're doing this much thinking time and this much writing time. But they're, they're really all just format in the same way. Could you use Word? You can use Word, but the only problem with Word is you've got to manually format the script in terms of idents and margins yeah. and stuff. Uh, whereas, well, the, on, the only screenwriting software I've ever used is Keltex. Cool. That's yeah. just because it's yeah. free. Yeah, and I like it. I was just about to say, browser are, all, based are, are as well. all these free things? Um, is, is Keltex. This... I use Final Draft. Uh, well, I have used Final Draft in the past, um, and that's good. Um, I'm just looking at Faden, which he mentions as well, and it's a free... Oh, download the free demo, so I don't know. Oh, there's buy. But I'm just looking at the... Just give it a go. Yeah, but I'm just looking at the scripts that were written. So that was Star Wars was written. Both uh, so episode... So The Last Jedi. You've got Rogue One ah, was written. I should something else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's quite a few people that use that. I've never heard of Fading. So, But yeah, um, if you're looking for something Caltex, because it's free. Um, yeah. I like that it's that it's browser-based now as well. You can get the legacy version, which is an application on your computer. Yes. Well, but with it being browser-based, you can access it from any he, computer. Just as a follow-up question as well. So also, if it is... Caltex, have we ever used any of the premium studio features like budgeting, etc.? No, none no. at all. No, I think we've any time we've done budgeting and scheduling, it's just been um, um, Excel. Yeah. Because what actually one thing we do use a lot for when we're doing productions is we use Google Docs uh, because everyone can get access to it. You've got Word, you've got um, Excel, which we use a lot for graphs and lists, and like I says, everyone get access for it, and it's free. If you use Google Chrome, which you should be, um, it's all on there. So, <laughs> and it's it, you know you put your scripts in there, and I can put a version in there, and Christian's got access to it, and Richard's got access to it without even trying. So um, we've got a video on that as well. Um, what is it? Have we? Has that come out yet? How to break down your script? Yeah, that come out on Tuesday. And that's got um, the Google Docs thing on, doesn't it? Yes, it does. About actually. how to break it down and yeah. things like that. I'll the, put that in the show notes the as well. Lists we make for that. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, screenwriting. I wouldn't. If 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 you've got something that works, don't worry about it. Just use it and write. Um, it's generally not about the tools as long as it does. It doesn't. It with a screenwriting software, it's not got to stop you from writing. If you've got to stop at any time and like format stuff, then yeah, it's causing a problem. Which is a problem with like Microsoft Word, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's it's built for. A4 sheets of paper. It's, yeah. it's not really built for screenwriting. Whereas yeah, I mean, things like Caltex and Final Draft and stuff, it's, it's, it's a screenplay is a lot yeah. more limited, isn't it? Because you've mm. only got like four or five different types of words that you can put on a page. Mm-hmm. It's just action, dialogue, uh, scene headings. Yeah. That's all you really need. So it kind of like takes away all the word art and mm-hmm. extra format and things and just lays out anything that you'll ever need. Yeah. So just use whichever one you can get access to, to be honest. So cool. Cool. I uh, hope that helped, Jason. Uh, if you have any questions you'd like to ask, you can find us on Twitter. You can ask them there. Uh, our username is the film look. Okay, so Rob's already won this week's of trivia. So we're just gonna play another round and try and get to Z one Q at the minute. Okay. And we'll just we'll just do it for fun because it's a fun podcast, isn't it? <laughs> and we just we're, go all having, we're all having a good time. Let's go until like the very end. <laughs> yeah. Until Z. We'll have fun, fun, and fun. Until uh, Daddy takes the T-Bird away. That's a Beach Boys reference. All right, can I join in now? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, why don't we... Why, should we start again and do a triple threat round? And just keep going. All right, Christine, All right. you go with A. Ant-Man. 
be then Rob go, Batman. And then I'll go, um, so, Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was just... Cars 2. That's good. <laughs> Why not Cars 1? Because he said Cars 1 last time. No, I didn't see them again. Uh, D, Dark Knight. Uh, just stay on the superhero what, theme. What's, what's E? Um, um, e. Um, the um, Enchantress. <laughs> Enchanted. 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 That's yeah. what I meant. That's the best. All right. E F F. <laughs> the the fighter. Yeah, that's that right. That you, can that. You, yeah, you can have that. Uh, G uh, the game. The game. That's yeah. good. H. Um, Harry Potter. Ooh, Harry Potter. Very nice. Harry An alternative. Potter. Oh boy. Yeah. I. That's um. Uh, I. Anyone got any? I am legend. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. J, um, Jumanji. Ooh, K, very nice. Uh, K, um, K, uh, Killjoy. It's a horror film Kill, from 1988. Kill, Kill Bill. And it's not Kill very Bill. Kill Bill too. Kill Bill's better. L. Um, the Legend of Zorro. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Lost in Space. Lost in Space, yep. Uh, M, The Martian. That's a good one. Yep. N. Um... National Treasure 2. Way! <laughs> you got it in. You got it in. Or. Um, Orange County with Jack Black. <laughs> is that. Is is that, that, that is a film. That, that is a film. That's a real film. Yeah, that is a film. Uh, you could also. No, that's. Uh, P. Richard Charles. Pirates um, of the Caribbean 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's up to P? A, B, C, D, F, G, just repeat. Uh, it's Q in it again. Q. All right. I was thinking like Queen. Is there like a film a with film Queen, Queen in it? A film called The Queen. The Queen. Yeah. yeah. You ah. could also... Um, blah, 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 blah. Nah. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I think The Queen's fine for Question that Question time? That's not a show. That's not a film, is it? No. Ah. <laughs> uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, that's the Indiana Jones. No, it's not. No, it's just Raiders of the Lost Ark. S. Santa Claus. This is just a free for all now. Santa Claus. T. Terminator. Terminator Two. U. Under the under the underworld. Underworld. Yeah. Yeah. V. V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. W. Westworld, not that's a TV, TV show. show, but there is a film called Westworld. Yeah, yeah there is. War, yeah, you know uh-huh. yeah, War, War of the Worlds. Yeah, yeah, there's another one. Yeah, X, X Files, X Men, X Magna. Is that right? Is no, it, no, I think it's the Oh yeah, it does. Uh, U, uh, Y, sorry. Um, Yellow you, Submarine. Nah. Yeah, yeah, it is, but w- w- y- something with you, you. Um, why, 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 um, why, you. Or yellow county, <laughs> orange county, yellow county. <laughs> Same oh, thing. C- come on, we need a good one. Uh, Why? Um, Someone shouting at us right now. To, I know I'm we sorry, can't hear you. I know you. we can't hear you. Something to Yamaha. Tweet us. <laughs> Yamaha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You only live twice. James there you Bond. go. Yeah. There you go. Zed. Zootopia. 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 Oh. Zorro, no. Zorro, no. No, that's Zorro. Got... There is a one just called Zorro. Well, there probably is. No one will look it up anyway. So right, matter. faded out. <laughs> that was this week's game of. <laughs> Who wants to be a filmmaker? Filmmaker. Filmmaker. Take that game 
and play it with your friends and see if you can do better than us. It should be like a game, like a timing game, isn't it? Who can get there the fastest? Is it? Mm. I yeah. don't know. These are things you can mm-hmm. do with it. It's a car game. That, it's a isn't car it? game. Yeah, it's a traveling game. Uh, so I think that's the end of that's this the week's end podcast. of the podcast. Yeah, Rob, do you want to wrap up? Yeah, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. It's been fun. Back for the new year, um, and I hope you like it. Uh, so as always, thanks for listening to the Film Up Podcast, where we do try and achieve it one show at a time. And until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye.